0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Potline. Stephen Holder of ESPN joins us. What's the last time you had a great example of a generation gap that you had to deal with, with somebody much younger than you?
0: Oh, my son. Okay. All the damn time okay this guy he thinks that okay and I'm and he's probably not alone here uh james boyd if you're out there he's i'm going to hear about this later i'm sure they're probably closer in age to be honest anyhow he, <laughs> we get into these arguments about like the greatest greatest, uh yeah. you know musicians and so on. and for him he thinks that drake now drake is a prolific artist okay great um, I even like quite a few of his songs. But he get into these arguments about how I say, like, look, there will never be another Michael. I just don't think there ever will be. And I told him, I said, you know, with this guy, he still has the all-time best-selling album in the history of the world. And I said, this is when you get off your tail and go to the record store and buy an album. I want to hear about Drake's streaming numbers. I don't want to hear about... How many people use his songs on TikTok? I don't care, okay? So, yes, I can relate to the conversation,
1: yes. So, when people ask me all the time, I think the, the greatest rapper of all times, Eric B., of Eric B. and Rick Kim.
0: Ah, that's a good one. That is a good I, I
1: think, one. And, and then there are a lot of people, like, if you're asking your son, he may not know who the hell we're talking about.
0: And, and he also doesn't understand that, I think he has some appreciation for this cuz I think I did a decent job raising them. But <laughs> but he doesn't understand or fully understand how much what he's listening to today is direct from the old school rap. Sure. Sure. They don't have anything original. Okay? And I'm not one of these like ah oh, the new stuff all sucks. I'm not saying that. I'm not. All I'm saying is give credit where credit is. Okay? They recycle a hell of a lot of stuff from the original rappers, the old school rappers. So and and sometimes they've recycled it two and three times, yeah.
1: to be honest. Yeah, and, and I'm lucky too because I've taught my kids that, that and they like I give you a great example, my daughter was eight, she was asking her class who her favorite uh, musician was and she said Howard Jones, who was a new wave artist from the eighties. That was a really mm. proud parent moment for me right there. <laughs>
0: She had them all stumped. Didn't yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I, none of the kids knew anything about it, and the teacher went, "Oh, wow!" Because the teacher, I think, knew. But yeah, we—I I, I, kind of keep them I kind of keep him close. with that. like Stranger Things is, is spreading my daughter out a little bit on stuff. But I'm lucky mm-hmm. that Stranger Things goes back to the '80s, so you know there's some right. you know, Kate Bush songs and Metallica and stuff like that that she can relate to even better now because of that. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, keep, keep fighting the good fight, man.
1: How do you view this team five and five? Oh. And and, when, and let's just say this, Stephen. I, I, I had mentioned that I view it this way. It's much better to this point in the season than I thought it was going to be, but it still has a level of disappointment because we're not seeing who we really need to see for the long-term future. Is that fair on any level?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is not the Colts team that we – you know, that that we envision seeing in the long term. I mean, starting with the quarterback, for sure, right? I mean, he's such a different animal that he changes the entire complexion of the offense. So you can start with that. And and that's why this season kind of feels a little bit dissatisfying, I guess, no matter how it goes, you know, because yes. you... Yes, You know, you, you don't know what this even means, you know? But I will say this. They're a hard team to really to really make sense of because (laughs) I look at their offense and I'm like, man, this is hard to watch. But then I think about it a few weeks ago, we were talking about how bad their defense was, right? And now the defense is making plays all over the place. And so to some extent, they're a team that kind of, they just do what they got to do. And they manage to make the best of a situation. And, you deserve credit for that, and I, I think we should give them credit for that. Look, I don't know how far they can take this, but when they lost three straight, I thought that was the end. I really thought, all right, here it comes. You know, they're they're not going to recover from this, and they may not necessarily make a run here, but, but they've won the games they're supposed to win the last couple of weeks, and that's all you can do. I mean, I give them a puncher's chance. They're 5-5. Five and five. The AFC is just basically a bunch of 500 teams right now. So, who the heck knows?
1: Steven Holder of ESPN joins us. Colts a winner in Germany yesterday over the Patriots. Now 5-5 five and five by week. And after that, back at home against Tampa Bay. I thought if there was any player that was more representative of the need of a bye week and a rest, it would be in the NFL, Gardner Minshew. Agree? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes (laughs) He needs the rest Physically and mentally (laughs) Okay, he is He needs to regroup He needs to, like, take a chill I don't know how he he settles down I don't know what he does in his downtime I don't know if he, you know Partakes in some herbs or anything But I I don't know Whatever he wants to do Whatever works for him
1: (laughs) I love the fact Partaking in herbs I dig it
0: (laughs) And you can do with that Whatever you will I don't know As a listener but um, he needs some of that, whatever it is that works for him, because this guy, this, his happy feet are driving me crazy. Like, bro, settle down. The protection's fine. Relax. <laughs> okay? And part of this, I will give him some benefit of the doubt. I do think part of this is that early in his tenure as a starter this year, he did find himself under a lot of pressure. Uh, they had a couple of backups playing on the offensive line. He took quite a few hits, and those hits resulted in turnovers. So what has Shane Steichen and the coaching staff done for the past month? They have been pounding into his head. You got to protect the damn football. Okay? And that is the right message. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's a byproduct of that is what, is what I think. You know, he is he is going to great lengths to say, all right, I got to be more aware. I got to be, I got to expect the pressure. I got to be aware of what's going on. And I think as a result of that, he is completely unsettled in the pocket right now. And he doesn't set his feet when he throws the ball. He is sometimes not going through all his, his, uh, um, his progressions. And I think that is having a very adverse effect on his performance look there there are plays to be made and and there are more he can make more plays but he's got to settle in a little more and just let the game come to him right now he's not doing that
1: yeah and i don't even know if rest and relaxation will <laughs> no, will get rid of that i just think what you no, see right now won't. is a, is a backup quarterback that is showing why he is and the thing that you put on top of that list you just mentioned that is don't turn the ball over and kill your team And that's top priority right there. The problem is this, this team really offensively needs to get down the field via the pass and they simply cannot.
0: Right. And I think there's no greater example of, of that issue than Alec Pierce. I have no idea if Alec Pierce is any good because they can't even get him involved, (laughs) you know? And, and the reason for that is Alec Pierce, whether they could do something about this or not, I I don't know, but, but is primary role is to get down the field right now. I think they should diversify him a little, but that's a whole other story. But I, I think that is a great example of of their inability to be a threat down the field. I mean, he doesn't even get a, a chance. They don't even give him an, an opportunity. Again, I have no idea if he's any good because there hasn't been any, any way of demonstrating that he is or is not. So anyway, so I, I, I don't mean to get onto a different subject. I'm not talking about Pierce. I'm talking about the quarterback and the offense generally. I, I couldn't agree more. They have to stretch the field to some extent. And, you know, if you look at the the one big play they had yesterday, the, the sort of YOLO throw to Josh Downs at the end that got that big first down, I mean, that was not the play that was drawn up. That was just – Backyard football the play breaks down Minshew starts getting uh, nervous and starts leaving the pocket and Josh Downs just makes something out of nothing um, and goes and, and basically dives to catch this heave of Gardner Minshew. So while that is a big play. I don't count that among the passes that you're talking about and the kinds of plays you're, you're talking about because that wasn't the designed play. That was just, all right, we're in trouble, make a play. So that's not, you know, happening within the structure of the offense. What they need are, you know, some shot plays down the field where they go through the progressions and take that shot and let the play develop, let the trust the protection, et cetera, all of those things, you know? So anyway, um, We'll see how it goes, but but that, that does have to happen at some point. Otherwise, this is the kind of game they're going to have to play is run the ball, run the ball, you know, Three yards in a cloud of dust and and hope that de- hope their defense can hold on. That's a tough tough way to go.
1: So Stephen Holder of ESPN, talking Colts. Colts five and five hit the bye week this week. Tampa Bay on the other side back at Lucas Oil Stadium. Stevens on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So that question regarding Alec Pierce was asked to me, and I I basically responded with, if you're going to gauge it right now as far as him being a bust, you would have to suggest yes. While I also said that you know look what he's had to deal with however I kind of look at it right now too and when somebody said you don't have enough footballs to get it to everybody Shane Steichen's this offensive guy and to get one target to Pierce and then Pittman had 12 if you thought that he was the least bit usable right now Could you not find him a little bit more of an opportunity? Would you not try? That maybe is what concerns me more than anything about where Alec Pierce is right now with some of those questions looming.
0: All that's fair. I I think the hard part about this is that we can't necessarily say any of that for sure. I I don't know. I I, I do wonder whether they're making a more concerted effort to get him involved, and and maybe the quarterback's just not – getting him the ball. I, I wonder that I, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the, the case. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a look at it on the film this week, just because we have some time, you know, sometimes there's just not enough time to kind of dig into that deep enough. But, but I'm, I'm curious to see, I mean, he's he's playing a lot of snaps and just not getting any looks. And, and that's just really strange. I, I do think there is a comfort level, certainly uh, with Gardner Minshew and, and uh, Michael Pittman. There's no question about that. Uh, But I think the reason for that is because he's running those routes that Minshew's comfortable throwing. You know, he's running a lot of underneath stuff. Um, The the routes that that Pittman is getting targeted on, they're mostly not intermediate routes. They're mostly shorter routes, you know. And if you look at Pittman's numbers this year in terms of the, the yards per catch, yards per target, you know, they're not great. Uh, But again, not his fault, I don't think. And so I I do think all of it kind of goes back to uh, how they're executing the offense right now. And, you know, is Shane Steichen maybe tailoring the offense to to what he's got at quarterback to some extent? You know, and and I don't know how much I can judge Shane Steichen under these circumstances because he may be, you know, I think coaching to his quarterback. I think if you look at last week's game in Carolina, for example, I thought there were times in that game where Shane Steichen was just, I just, I thought, like alarmingly conservative. And I'm like, this is the guy who I thought earlier in the season was like some kind of cowboy to some extent. You know, I was like, dude, wh- why are you throwing the ball 50 times? What are you doing? And, and that same guy now <laughs> has gone the other way and is like, all right, listen, we're going to throw the ball only as much as we need to. I mean, they have almost perfect balance run to pass right now, you know, in these last couple of games. I mean, that's just not something I ever envisioned from Shane Steichen, even with Jonathan Taylor. So I think there's a recognition there that maybe that's what they got to do. Look, we saw this, we've seen this before. We saw this with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz toward the end of 2021. Frank Reich was definitely a, a a guy who loved to throw the football, too. And what did he do then? He just said, all right, we're going to hand it off, and we're just going to run until we can't run anymore. <laughs> so sometimes coaches get out of character based on the personnel, and that could be what's happening.
1: Uh, Stephen Holden with us. Are we watching the final games for Shaquille Leonard in a Colts uniform?
0: All right, so – Everyone knows, I mean, we talked about this, I believe you and I at yes. length last week. Yeah, And I've, I've been very much uh, of the opinion, like, all right, give it time. Let's see. There's no, there's no harm in letting it play out. Right. And, and even while acknowledging that he hasn't played great, like that's, that is totally fine. Like both things can be true. Right now, all of that being said, I thought yesterday was a huge step backwards that was a bad game. That that was as bad as I've ever seen him play. And I don't know where you go from here. I mean, that, that, that was bad. That was as bad as anything I saw from him while he was still dealing with his injury. And, and if that's where he's at, then I don't know where this thing goes, man. That was, that was a tough, tough, tough to watch. And all I can do is say, you know, it, it makes me sad. I mean, You know, I I remember being uh, there in week two in Washington with Shaq on the road in his second game um, in in 2018. And he has 19 tackles, but it wasn't even the the 19 tackles. It was just the playmaking. He was all over the field, sideline to sideline. And that's when we all looked at each other like, oh, my God, they got themselves a stud here. And he was becoming a star right before our eyes. So that's the vantage point I come from to now seeing a guy who, you know, just he can't make the plays. I, I thought the the play in the flat where they threw the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, I thought was the low point for Shaq. You know, that's a play he makes 10 times out of 10. The, you know, the, the old Shaq Leonard. That's a play he makes 10 times out of 10. And he just, he just didn't show any ability to make that play yesterday. And it was just really hard to watch.
1: Yeah people want to argue you know whether or not it's you know systematic with Gus Bradley or it's just sure. the uh, diminished skill set um athletically speaking of Shaquille Leonard and unfortunately to me I view that as the latter.
0: Yeah I mean I think there is there is a component where the scheme is is a part of his struggles that is true but but when he is in space and, and so let me let me back up so like He's, he's not playing in space as much now, right, because he is having to confront a lot more blockers. Well, when you, when you have him taking on blocks, you have basically rendered Shaq Leonard ineffective because that's not his game, that he can't do it. I mean, he weighs as much as I weigh, and I'm not kidding. You know, He's about 215 pounds. And so if you're asking him to take on blocks, sometimes even from like a, a, a big tight end, you know, you're talking about really just taking him out of the game. Now, what they used to do was allow him to kind of roam and, and shoot the gaps and not have to take on those blocks, and that's where he was just wildly effective. Now that's not the case. So that's true. However, that being said, even at times, like I just mentioned, uh, with the Ezekiel Elliott play where he was in space and was not blocked, he couldn't make that play. And and that's what he made his money doing. See ball, get ball. He can see the ball, but he can't get there right now. And it's just tough. I, I gotta say, I mean, the, the the situation is what it is, and I do think the Colts will be as patient as they can be this year, but when we get to the off season, they're gonna have to have a conversation about this. They just they have to. I mean it just is what it is. And the numbers are not in his favor in terms of the financials. Um, It's very advantageous for the Colts to part ways with Shaq Leonard if that's what they choose to do. Financially speaking, it is advantageous for them to do that. That's just what it is.
1: So, Stephen Holder of on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. On the other hand, have we become, uh, I, I should say, has DeForest Buckner become more noticeable dealing with the obvious double team since Grover Stewart went down? Is that something that sticks out to you maybe more than anything else about this Colts team defensively that certainly did in Frankfurt yesterday?
0: Yeah, so the Patriots, They rushed for, I think, 167 yards in that game. That's a season high for them. And I thought there were way too many chunk yardage, too too much chunk yardage in the running game. That cannot happen. I mean, if you're going to have a team that is that anemic when it comes to throwing the football, then you should not allow them to run it because that's all they can do. Like, that team, that passing offense is garbage. I mean, absolute... Burning hot, stinking garbage. The Patriots, okay, and so you know that coming in. You see the tape. We've all seen it, and so to allow them to to really have a big game on the ground, I was disappointed by that because that shouldn't happen when that's all they got. That's all they got, you know. So, I mean, flip it over with the Colts. I mean, they didn't have much of a they didn't have much of a passing offense yesterday, and so what happened in their running game? The Patriots said, no, you're not running the ball on us. And they they really couldn't for the most part, you know? So the Colts could not duplicate that on their end defensively. And I do think, to your original point, I do think, yes, a lot of that is a product of Grover Stewart not being in there. He is the engine that makes that run defense work. I know I talk a lot about DeForest Buckner. Everybody talks about DeForest Buckner. And we should talk about DeForest Buckner. He is excellent. But, uh, you know, when he has to take center stage there, uh, he can't carry the load by himself there. And and he's not getting enough help from other guys, you know, like the Eric Johnsons of the world who are filling in for Grover Stewart. They just don't have the same um, strength, first of all, to hold up. And then they don't have the the playmaking ability that Grover has. I mean, Grover can, can get off a block and go and make a play in the backfield Uh, Some of these guys are just really just trying to kind of hold their own and take up space there, which is fine. But, you know, you you really aren't aggressively making a play against the run as opposed to just kind of holding up and and eating some space up there. So, yes, that's a problem right now. And and I I also would say, as as well as DeForest Buckner played against the pass yesterday, he was a big factor in the pass rush. Uh, He did not have huge plays in the running game, or at least – there were some missed opportunities, I guess, for some, some plays in the running game. Look, I, I love that guy. I think he should be an all pro this year, but I'm just, you know, just, just to be fair, I thought there were some chances where he could have made some plays and maybe didn't maximize those chances.
1: Is uh dial becoming, I guess what Chris Ballard thought he could be coming out of college right now. Are you watching that evolve?
0: I, I think so. I think this is exactly what they thought he would be. Uh, he is, a version, I think, of Danico Autry, and that's fine. There's no, that's, that's
1: good that. considering what he'd been against the Colts over the years, yeah.
0: That's true, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not quite Titans, Danico Autry, but, right. <laughs> but certainly uh, some of the contributions that that he showed while he was here. I don't know if he's there yet, Dio, but, but I think that's the trajectory that he's on, and I think that's fine. I mean, we all would would always love to have, you know, some – some sort of, you know, bendy, freaky defensive end. Uh, sure. Sign me up for that. Uh, but that's not what he, that's not what he is. They didn't draft him to be that they drafted him. He, he's really, I, I think what they hope Taekwon Lewis would become, but Taekwon, although I, I really like his game, Taekwon has just endured endured so many injuries that I wonder if he can ever be that player, you know? So he kind of is what he is now, which is depth player. And so, Dio Adenbo now I think is is really the guy who has a chance to be that you know Chris Ballard and his staff they love these kind of versatile interior uh, inside outside type pass rushers um, I, I think they they definitely have a role I mean again I would also love to pair that with you know just a a really freakish defensive end but there's definitely a place for guys like that and you saw yesterday where that interior rush. You know, it can really pay dividends for you. I, I like that that pairing of him and DeForest Buckner on the inside on third down. That's a good that's a good pairing. And and that really wasn't the first week I've seen Dial do this. I mean, he's been playing well, I think, for quite a while now. He just hadn't gotten that type of production. But he has he has been producing pressure uh, for quite some time now. And I guess one of those kinds of games was uh, was inevitable.
1: we're going to be talking about more of um, consistent edge rushing, uh, freakish, hopefully uh, rush edge, or we' going to be talking about wide receiver once it's time to start talking about that stuff this off season?
0: Mm-hmm. well, I, I think it'll depend on where the talent is. And so what I mean by that if if the wide receiver talent is in is in free agency, you know, I think we'll turn our attention there. Whereas the the defensive end talent, you know, might be in the draft. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I haven't spent enough time on that yet. But, but I, I think they have to utilize both. That's that's my take. Now, do I expect Chris Ballard to go out there and and sign a, a free agent receiver or defensive end? You know, for eighteen million a year? Do I expect that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it doesn't mean he shouldn't do it. You know, so. We'll see. We will see. I, I think you've got to have. I was talking to a an executive from another team last week, and we were talking about the Colts' construction of their their roster. And other teams see what we see, which is okay. Their their investments are in very questionable areas. Um, and and he said to me, he says, "quote He says that is why they have no corners right now." <laughs> I was like, ooh, that hurts. But he's not wrong, you know? I mean, they they definitely have to think about how they're going to construct this roster to maximize Anthony Richardson. And there's two things that people care about in this league. Uh, quarterback play and stopping the quarterback. I mean, this is not a new concept. You've heard me say this before. But they need to make sure they got both of those. I think they're doing a better job wrestling the quarterback, a better job, but but not at an elite level, not not even close.
1: Stephen Holder of ESPN and ESPN.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Appreciate you, and uh, have a great week off. And uh, I guess we'll reconvene next week and talk up that Tampa Bay matchup a, a week yep. from this Sunday, man. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, huge opportunity the next two weeks. Let's see what they got. You got it, buddy. Thanks.